Hare Krishna, today we are so fortunate to have His Grace Vrindanath Prabhu from Troy, Michigan. And Prabhuji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam 5.8.21. So, are you there, Prabhuji? Hare Krishna, Mataji. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glory to Prabhupada Maharaj. Thank you for giving this opportunity to me for my own purification. Hare Krishna, Vrindanath Prabhu, Dhanvat Pranam, Shri Prabhupada Jai, Guru Maharaj Jai. Welcome to the call, Prabhu, and please take over the call now. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narottamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tatojayam Mudhirai Nashtaprayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavate Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Nespiki Hare Krishna, so today we are reading 10 to 5, chapter 8, text 21. And this is related to Bharat Maharaj. The character of Bharat Maharaj's activities. So we'll recite the verse and um, read the translation and purport. Chvelikaya mamrisha samadhina Amilitadrisham prema samaram bhena Chakita chakita agatya prashad Apurusha vishana grena lutiti Translation Alas, the small deer, while playing with me and seeing me feign meditation with closed eyes, would circumvallate me due to anger arising from love and it would fearfully touch me with the points of its soft horns which felt like drops of water. Now King Bharat considered his meditation false. While engaged in meditation, he was actually thinking of his deer and he would feel great pleasure when the animal picked him with the points of its horns. Feigning meditation, the king would actually think of the animal and this was but a sign of his downfall. Oma Jnana Timirandhasya Jnana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Mukam Karoti Vachalam Pangum Langhayate Girim Yakripatamaham Vande Shri Guru Dinatarin Paramananda Madhavam Shri Chaitanyeshwaram Namom Vishnupadaya Krishna Prasaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swami Tinami Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Pasatya Deshatarine Namom Mahavedanyaya Krishna Prema Pradhayate 
कृष्णा कृष्ण चैतन्यारे नम पंचतत्वात्मक कृष्ण भक्तस्वूपक भक्तवतारम भक्ताख्यम नमा भक्तशक्ति हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधु दीनबंधु जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानु सुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय वाचाकल्पक्रूभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्री अद्वैतगदाधा श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंदा हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे विल रीड द ट्रांसलेशन वंस अगेन Alas, the small deer, while playing with me and seeing me feeling meditation with closed eyes, would circumambulate me due to anger arising from love, and it would fearfully touch me with the points of its soft horns, which felt like drops of water. So, just a brief recap about this particular pastime which is going on. So, this is the description of Bharat Maharaj. Bharat Maharaj, he was a great king, practically the emperor of the whole world, on whose name this land of India, which we know as Bharat Varsh. So he was a great king, and he got so much detachment from all his opulences, his palaces, his family members, and everything. He renounced everything and went to forest. to engage in devotional activities engage in spiritual activities so he started performing dhyana he started performing his sadhana he was practically on the level of bhava very close to developing love for godhead we say adho shraddha tatha sadhu sanga tatha bhajana kriya so crossing all those stages he was at the level of bhava bhakti and what happened once as he was sitting at the banks of river gandiki after taking his bath he was meditating on the lord he saw a deer a female deer who was pregnant and as she was drinking water at the river bank she heard the voice of a lion she got so afraid so scared that she started running across the river to go on the other side and in that process she gave birth to the baby deer who fell in the river she the mother deer she somehow crossed the river went on the other side but she was filled with so much anxiety so much stress that she gave up her life and bharat maharaj who was sitting there who was observing this he took pity on that poor baby deer who had fallen in the river and floating in the stream of the river so he somehow rescued that baby deer he brought that deer to his ashram started taking care of the deer 
and in the process he developed so much attachment with the deer he will be always thinking about the deer playing with the deer so <clears throat> because he developed so much attachment he gave up all the process of his sadhana the time which he was supposed to spend in serving the lord in meditating on the lord in worshiping the lord he was spending that time playing with that baby deer taking care of that baby deer thinking about him if he is all right hopefully he is not attacked by the wild animals in the forest so he was always thinking about the baby deer so this particular verse which we are reading is describing his activity in that state of mind so even though he was meditating really he was not meditating he was just thinking about the deer all the time and the deer is kind of playing around with him circumambulating him trying to get his attention so he says the deer will circumambulate me due to anger arising from love and he will touch me with the points of its soft horns so attachment possessiveness which leads to happiness and distress so both things happen when there is attachment so the first few verses in this chapter actually up to maybe text 14 these verses are showing because of attachment when there is a hope of meeting with somebody who is very dear to us we feel happiness so happiness with the hope of meeting somebody with whom we are attached and these later verses in this chapter shows the fear arising with the thought of separation from that same very person with whom we are attached so the happiness uh, the attachment leads to both happiness and distress when there is a hope of meeting our loved one the dear one there, there is happiness and when there is fear of separation then there is worry the anxiety so <clears throat> this verse actually also indicate how when we are so much attached and enacting these kind of playing with our children or some people are so much attached to their pet animals therefore consciousness is absorbed in that and with that consciousness they are not able to think for the real goal of life that is a very common scenario uh, in western world especially we see the number of pet animals the pet cats pet dogs is increasing year after year the census is showing how many pet cats and animals are there and the people are so much attached to their pet animals they are just taking them for walk they are taking care of them feeding them there are special stores for the pet food there are special hospitals for taking care of the pets they they will be taking them on stall bathing them feeding them sleeping on the same bed with them so in that consciousness with that state of mind how somebody can think of the real goal of life think about the supreme lord serve the supreme lord even up to that extent even when we come to the process of devotion service this sharing my observation here so when we are coming to the process of devotional activities also when we come to the satsang program sometime there are small children and the children are just uh, strolling around or they are 
running around here and people get too much attached into just looking at the kids looking at their playing nature and they are not focused on kirtan they are not focused on hearing about the katha their whole attention is absorbed in looking at that playing nature of the children so that's a very common sight scene in our programs also in the temple also and while playing with the kids what happens sometime if the father is playing with the child mother is playing with the child sometime we get angry at the children or we pretend to become angry on the child that we think okay i am not going to speak to the child or let me not look at the child let me do my activity so we are sometime pretending to become angry and the child what does the child do at that time child may sit quiet for some time he is looking at the father or mother and or he will try to do something to catch attention to catch attention of the father or mother so he will do various things even though the father or mother may be angry or pretending to be angry now when the anger is there anger is like fire and to put down fire what is needed is water so the baby he will do certain activity <clears throat> to attract the attention of the father or mother to leave their anger to let them kind of get rid of their anger so in this particular verse if we read carefully exactly that is what is being described here bharat maharaj he thinks that let me not focus on this dear let me try to absorb in my devotional activity let me do my meditation so he is just closing his eyes and sitting there trying to avoid this deer and he is pretending to become angry at the deer and this deer is going around he is trying to catch his attention now is bharat maharaj really focusing on his meditation actually he himself is claiming in this verse i was pretending to be meditating i was looking at the activities of that deer who was trying to go around me circumambulate me trying to catch me with the soft tips of his horns so that is what is happening here bharat maharaj he is not really focused on his devotional activity he is too much attached to this deer that he is just even though with closed eyes but he is just looking about or thinking about this deer and the activity of deer are also like the water drops to pacify the anger so this is the <clears throat> attachment which we are talking about and how to cut down this attachment asakti the hindi word we use is asakti so how to cut down this asakti the opposite of asakti is nirasakti or vairagya so how to develop that detachment in shrimad bhagavatam sutta goswami describes in shrimad bhagavatam first canto second chapter verse number 7 says vasudeve bhagavati bhakti yoga prayojita janyatyashu vairagyam gyanam cha yadhetukam when we engage in devotional service unto the supreme lord shri krishna one immediately acquires knowledge and detachment from this world vasudeve bhagavati when we engage in devotional service to vasudev to lord krishna what happens janyatyashu vairagyam gyanam cha yadhetukam so it leads to two things we develop knowledge 
and we acquire detachment from this world so vairagya the word vairagya means vigata rag it could also means vishesha rag so vairagya vigata rag means giving up attachment to the worldly objects and vishesha rag means developing special attachment to the lord so we try to develop detachment from the worldly object and develop attachment with the supreme lord and things related to the supreme lord so but now in the case of bharat maharaj he was also earlier engaged in devotional activities he was on the level of bhava but at that stage also he got attached to the deer because he saved the life of deer he gave him food he protected him and it triggered some memories so bharat maharaj went into the past memory lane he revived the memory then when he was the king how he used to hold his son small child how he used to cuddle him how he used to take care of him play with him etc so it kind of triggered all those memories even though bharat maharaj has renounced everything but again because of this attachment with the deer the activities which he was doing with the deer again it triggered the same past memories so that's why it mentions in the one of the purport that because of his own karmic reaction his own uh, previous activity it led to this sort of fall down so at that stage also even though somebody may be at the level of nishtha ruchi bhava there is always a risk of falling down so one need to be very careful to continue engaging in devotional service to avoid this sort of things happening again developing some sort of attachment and how one can avoid falling in trap of these activities again so for vairagya which is vigata rag one need to develop association with saintly people sadhu sangha so association of devotees association of saintly people is very much needed one should never give up the association of devotees thinking now i have become very advanced i do not need anybody i can just survive on my own i will continue engaging in my devotional activity my sadhana one should never give up association with saintly people so is a adhau shraddha tatha sadhu sangha tatha bhajana kriya tatho anartha nivritti tyat tatho nishtha ruchi tatha आसक्ति तथो भावः तथा प्रेम दीज आर द नाइन स्टेप्स लीडिंग टू द अल्टीमेट लव फॉर गॉड हेड एंड इट स्टार्ट्स विद लिटिल फेथ लिटिल श्रद्धा इन द हार्ट बिकॉज़ ऑफ व्हिच वी स्टार्ट टू एंगेज इन एसोसिएशन विद डिवोटीज साधु संघ एंड व्हेन वी एंगेज इन एसोसिएशन विद डिवोटीज व्हाट डू वी डू व्हाट आर वी टोल्ड टू डू भजन क्रिया राइट द डिवोटीज विल टेल अस प्लीज चैंट द होली नेम प्लीज कम टू द program here harikatha so when we engage in bhajan kriya when we start chanting the holy name then it leads to anartha nivritti we start to cleanse our heart the mirror of our mind from all the anarthas which are stored in our mind the vikara and then further with it leads to development of further faith our faith solidifies it reaches to the level of nishtha then we develop more taste in the process ruchi then we get attached to this process now there also attachment is there 
see when we say we need to become detached that detachment means developing detachment from the worldly object but there is attachment with the supreme lord somewhere we have to put our attachment giving up the wrong attachment taking up the good attachment and that attachment is towards the supreme lord towards the things related to the supreme lord like the process of shravanam kirtanam smaranam association of devotees so we again develop attachment towards these things asakti tatha bhava then bhava develops in the heart and further final step is developing love of god head prema so that is the process how we can develop vairagya the detachment towards the worldly object in our heart in ramayan also at least in ramcharitmanas there is a description of navada bhakti so navada bhakti has been described in shrimad bhagavatam also by prahlad maharaj when hiranyakashipu asked prahlad what do you consider is the best knowledge what you have learned from your teacher you describe to me at that time prahlad maharaj speak about the process of navada bhakti shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam paada sevanam archanam vandanam dasyam sakhyam atmanivedanam itihi pumsa so he says these are the nine processes of bhakti and very important thing to understand here is bhakti when we say bhakti it is to the supreme god lord vishnu lord krishna lord ramachandra so in this verse itself the name vishnu actually comes twice if we look carefully so shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam iti pumsa pumsa arpitah vishnu so that two times the name vishnu comes means very clear indication the bhakti is reserved for the supreme lord not for any other personality there are so many devi devatas but bhakti is for the supreme lord there could be some puja part some upasana for the other personalities other devi devata but the bhakti is for the supreme lord so there prahlad maharaj says shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam it starts with shravanam the process of hearing in ramayana also ramchandra tulsidas mentioned that lord ramachandra spoke the process of navada bhakti to mata shabari when he went to the ashram of shabari he met mother shabari he instructed mother shabari on the process of navada bhakti and there it starts with lord ramachandra is telling to mother shabari pratham bhakti santan kar sanga that the first devotional activity is association of devotees now is there a conflict between what is mentioned here in ramayan for navada bhakti versus what prahlad maharaj is describing in shrimad bhagavatam really not because when we say shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam shravanam hear about the supreme lord for hearing what is the by default thing needed is association of devotees sadhu sangha so that's why in here it starts with pratham bhakti santan kar sangha duji bhakti mam katha prasanga then it starts with first we associate with devotees then we start hearing we hear about the supreme lord we engage in kirtan in glorifying the supreme lord so to de- develop this vairagya this detachment association of devotees is much needed and in case of bharat maharaj what happened actually that was the one point missing bharat maharaj he renounced everything he went to the forest 
giving up everything but he was by himself he was alone there was nobody with him on his side to interrupt him or to tell him that you are going on the wrong track you have progressed so much in sadhana and devotional activity but now you are getting attached with this dear thinking what will happen to this dear without you you are forgetting about the protection of the supreme lord so my dear bharat maharaj you are going on the wrong track you need to correct yourself so there was nobody to correct him because he was not in the association he was by himself so that was the missing point which led to this fall down sadhu sangha was not there the another point also to learn is or to remember here is when detachment develops anasakti it does not mean carelessness lethargy or being indifferent to somebody that's not what detachment means when we engage in the process of bhakti our desires for worldly objects starts to go away or our attachment to our friends relatives family members may start to diminish but does it mean carelessness so it is just a change of vision it's not that i am not taking care of my responsibility but there is a shift of vision means thinking not thinking that they are my property or they are mine but thinking that they are the property of the supreme lord and i am the caretaker the supreme lord has given them to me to take care of them if somebody has a rental property if you are living in a rental apartment so you take care of that with more responsibility you know i am not the owner i am the tenant here so you take more responsibility that i don't want to damage anything i don't want to treat it with my own way that i can uh, remodel it this way or i can do addition to this property like that so we know this is a rental property i am just living here as a tenant i am the caretaker right now and ultimately this belongs to somebody else so same way everything which belongs to us treating it that this is a property of the lord and he has given to me to take care of everything so it does not mean carelessness but we become even more responsible for example another example to consider is if, if you are given a your company car to drive right if some if you have the company car and the car is parked outside your house some children are playing on the street and while playing they break the glass of the car now you will go and talk to the parents of the child and tell them or oh, you have to pay the fine for this or you have to pay for the repair of this thing and they may say why are you so worried this is not your property anyways this is your company car why you are so worried what will you say right yes it is my company car so it's my responsibility to take care of this i cannot just let any damage happen to this so same way the detachment detachment does not mean that we just give up everything and we become careless about these things but it means now you are concerned about thinking they are really the property of lord and i need to take best care of them to continue connecting them with the supreme lord so even the 
in the life of Srila Prabhupada. We can see Prabhupada, he gave up his family life, he gave up his wife and children and he took sannyas. But does it mean that he was not caring for his family, that he just gave up his wife and children and left them without any shelter, without every anything? He was still caring for them in the way he was praying to the Lord to take care of them, to give them the right intelligence, right understanding. And sometime actually there is a in Prabhupada Leela there is a passage mentioned, he will send some money to his son also. So detachment is taking care of them with the right understanding that they belong to the Supreme Lord and praying to the Supreme Lord to help them, to guide them, to give them the right understanding, to give them the right association so they can continue to progress towards them. Progress towards the Supreme Lord. And all the anarathas, all the vikaras in our heart, how those all the anarathas will go away when we engage in this process of bhakti as described in previous verse which we read, Vasudeva Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Prajita. How to engage in that process of devotional activity? Shanavataham Swakatha Krishna Punya Shavanatirtana. It is all these wrongdoings in the heart, all these anarthas in the heart, they will start to go away. When? When we start to hear about the Supreme Lord. Krishna. So the Lord Krishna, who is Paramatma sitting in everybody's heart, who is the benefactor of the truthful devotee, he cleanses away all the wrong desires, all the desires for material enjoyment from the heart of his devotee, which has developed the urge to hear his message. And because the hearing about the Supreme Lord in itself is very powerful, when properly heard and chanted, it cleanses the heart of the devotee. So when we continue to stay in the association of devotee, continue to engage in the process of Shravanam Kirtanam, slowly and slowly all the anarathas will go away from the heart. So we need to rest assured it will happen. We should not become impatient. Why this is not happening? I have been chanting for six months, for one year, two year, five year, ten years. Why it's not happening to me? Because Maybe there, the intensity of our chanting and our hearing, our shavanam is not that much, which is not leading to the result which we want to see. Sometimes in devotional circle also, in the initial stages, there are, we are not mature enough. We don't know what is right, what is wrong. We are doing certain things, but the maturity is not there yet. In devotional cycle also, we start to develop possessiveness, we start to develop attachment with certain things. We are doing certain things just from externally, not internally. Bhakti is not external. We should not mistake bhakti to be some external process. It is internal. Sometimes we may get attached to some particular type of service, some particular type of devotee, thinking them to be our property, our zone or something like the Tera Mera philosophy or Tera Mera concept of this is mine, this is yours, this is mine, this is yours. 
So rather than thinking in that way, out of our immaturity, we should think that everything belongs to the Supreme Lord. If something goes away from us, that is also will of Lord. If something comes to us, that's also arrangement of the Lord. So rather than developing this possessiveness as a show business, that oh, this person or this particular service belongs to me, no, this belongs to the Supreme Lord eventually, ultimately. So we need to develop that maturity. And as I said, bhakti is internal, not external. It is not the change of press. It is not the change putting some tilaka or externally showing to the others, oh, let them see how wonderfully I am doing certain thing or how wonderfully I am doing this thing. See, I am doing big, big program or speaking to so many people or I am doing this particular service. So let everybody see how wonderfully I'm doing. No, it's not external. Ultimately, it is internal. It is not faking of what we are doing. As Bharat Maharaj is himself indicating in this verse, he was pretending to be meditating. But he was concerned about how this deer is reacting towards me. Right? So he was trying to he also was trying to catch attention of deer, and deer is trying to catch attention of Bharat Maharaj. So we are not here to catch attention of other people or let them see how wonderfully I am doing certain things. But are we really focused on our sadhana? Are we really focused on our uh, devotional activities? If something comes to us, that's will of Lord. If something goes away, that's also arrangement of Lord. If something goes away from us, how, do, how will we react? Will we react out of anxiety, out of fear, thinking, keep thinking about that person or that object? Rather, we should just pray to the Lord that please you take care of him to you take care of that particular thing. And another very important angle to understand from this verse is that Bharat Maharaj is admitting that he was pretending to be doing meditation. Right? Now, this also happens. Um, Sometimes we are doing certain activities just to catch others' attention as I said. Let others see how nicely I am doing. Sometimes we are sitting doing chanting and uh, our focus may be on certain other things, not really focused on chanting. But if some other devotee comes there, uh, what will happen? Maybe we will sit straight and maybe try to show that, see how nicely I am doing chanting. So when somebody is around us, then we try to become more attentive. We try to become more focused to show, see how nicely I am doing this. So it's not about pretending to do certain things, but really being absorbed in that. It should, our absorption should be, you are not even aware that somebody is around you. That, that's how our attention, how our absorption should be. But to think of how others are seeing me, how others are thinking about me, we should not be even aware of the surrounding. That kind of absorption is needed. In Bhagavad Gita, third chapter, Lord Krishna actually speak about this particular behavior which Krishna describes as Mithyachar. Lord Krishna says, Karmendriyani Sanyamya Asate Manasahasmarana Indriyarthani Vimudatma Mithyachar Sauchate One who restrains the senses of action but whose mind always dwells in the sense object. Certainly he deludes himself and is called a pretender. Mithyachari now we don't want to be considered or we don't want to be labeled as a Mithyachari by Krishna. 
that see he is pretending to be engaging in my service, he is pretending to be engaging in chanting of my holy name, but see his attention is somewhere else, he is thinking, he is controlling his mind, he is controlling his senses, but ultimately in his thoughts he is thinking about certain other things, he is thinking about after I finish chanting this is how I am going to enjoy, he is thinking about 10 other things, so sometimes people try to control their senses, but externally they are trying to control the senses, internally they are dwelling in that sense object. In our devotion cycle also, sometimes seeing other devotees, we develop certain type of desires. Right? We may see some other devotee, he is such a great speaker. And person may start thinking, oh, I also want to speak like him. Somebody is such a great singer, Kirtanya, and somebody may develop that desire, oh, I also want to be a Kirtanya like this, I also want to sing Kirtan like this. Somebody is a great cook, and one may think, I also want to cook like him. So developing that desire is not bad. We can develop that aspiration, that desire. But, are we just trying to imitate somebody? Are we trying to be somebody which we are not? Are we trying that out of envy? That why he is doing, he is able to do this. Why not me? Let me also do this thing. So if we try, we may also do it for some time. Right? Somebody is a great speaker and I want to speak. I can speak for some time, one, once, twice. I can speak something, but how long? If that is not my nature, how long will it go on? If I am not a good singer and I try to sing for the audience, how long will it go on? It can do, we can do for once, twice, thrice, but not always. There are wonderful speakers or kirtanya who can speak and sing for hours. We may do a little bit, but we should not try to be in somebody else's shoe. It's better to stay in your own shoes. That's why Krishna says, Nityam Kuru Karma Tvam Karma Jayayohaya Karmana Sharira Yatra Picha Tanah Prasiddhya Karmana Perform your prescribed duty. For doing so is better than not working. One cannot even maintain one's physical body without work. Now in this verse, we can take this verse in many different angles, how it practically applies to us. It says this, perform your prescribed duty. Just stick to what you can do. Right? What is your prescribed thing? Don't try to do somebody else's chore. So in devotion life also, we need to stick with what is our capability, what is our capacity, what we can do good. Rather than thinking, oh, let me also try this, let me also try that. That will not help us and that will lead to our fall down. And best is to stay in the association of devotees in a best possible ways, in a very humble state of mind, we should genuinely actually introspect. What should be the introspection? Am I developing taste for hearing? Am I developing taste for chanting? Am I developing taste for reading? Am I developing taste for serving? So how can I, what can I do to develop the taste? What can I do to improve myself and inspire others. So that should be our sincere introspection and sincere effort in improving ourselves first. 
So rather than trying to be somebody else, pretending to be something, we should seek a sincere desire and sincere effort in that particular devotional activity. So there are many other verses which will describe the activities of Bharat Maharaj. He was not thinking about the Supreme Lord, that he is the protector, he is the caretaker of everybody, but he was thinking himself to have become the caretaker or the protector. Rather than remembering the Supreme Lord, he was always absorbed in remembering that deer. When the deer goes away, he is thinking, if that deer is attacked by the wild animals, let me go search for this deer. Rather than engaging in that activity, what could be the right attitude or the right mindset? Wherever the deer is, may Lord protect him. Let him be happy in all situations under the protection of the Lord. But he was thinking, while searching for the deer, he will think, see this earth is so fortunate, it is decorated with the footstep of this deer. He is not thinking this earth is so fortunate, which was decorated with the footprints of Lord Krishna when he was personally present on earth. He is thinking this earth is so fortunate it is decorated with the footprint of this deer. So that was the switch in his consciousness because of his attachment. Right? That, that is the kind of attachment when we have some attachment to somebody. We are always thinking about that person. For example, a mother, when the small child is away from the home, mother is always thinking about the child. When she sees some toy, some small clothes of the children, she immediately remembers that child. So Bharat Maharaj, he was thinking of deer in each and everything. Seeing the footprints, seeing some grass there, green grass. He is just thinking of the deer. And that attachment led to his fall down. And we know in the next few activities what happened. As he gave up his life, always thinking about this deer, while searching for this deer, he fell from the mountain. And because his mind was absorbed in deer, he took the birth as a deer in his next life. But because he had gained a lot of success in his spiritual life during his sadhana, he got the mercy of the Lord to remember his previous life. But now, because he was remembering of the deer at the time of his death, he became a deer. And that is a inevitable principle that is the principle described in Bhagavad Gita where Lord Krishna say Bhagavad Gita chapter 8, text 5 and 6 he describes yam yam vapi smaran bhavam tejate anteh kalevaram tam tam eveti kaunteya sadhatad bhava bhavita whatever state of being one remembers at the time of death that state he will attain for sure and if somebody remember me he will be relieved from the cycle of birth and death. He will attain to me. He will come to my abode. And that is the proof from this particular pastime of Bharat Maharaj. Because he was thinking of deer. At the time of his death, he became a deer. Sometimes people argue or many people misquote this thing that once a human, always a human. Once you have taken a human form of life, you will be always given a human life. But that is not the principle of scripture. 
there are 8.4 million species of life and one can become anything based on his activity based on his consciousness a person from human life can fall down to the life of animal to the life of a tree so there is a proof here the pastime of bharat maharaj he was a human being but he became a deer there is another pastime nal kuvera we know they were heavenly personalities but because they misused that facility given to them they fell down into the life of tree they were cursed to become trees there is another pastime of indrajimna maharaj gajendra mokshila we hear gajendra elephant he was in the body of elephant but in previous life he was a human being king indrajimna so all these pastimes are there to prove this point that one can if one misuses his facility given to him he will lose this facility he can fall down to any species of life so we need to be very careful what is our aspiration what are we trying to achieve is our goal really to go back to krishna then we should be focused about that goal not developing attachment for the worldly object having the right vision everything belongs to the lord i can be as a caretaker but i am not the proprietor i am not the controller of any situation or any object so we should have that sincere introspection what can i do to improve my sadhana what can i do to go more and more internally to attach with krishna and the best process is chanting of the holy name if we continue to chant the holy name we will attain the perfection of our life because out of all the process of navada bhakti chanting is the best process the best all the process of bhakti they are good the navada bhakti out of good something is best and that best is kirtanam तार मध्य सर्वश्रेष्ठ नाम संकीर्तन निरपराधे नाम लेले पाया प्रेम धन दैट इज डिस्क्राइब्ड इन चैतन्य चरितामृत दैट अमंग ऑल दिस प्रोसेस ऑफ डिवोशन सर्विस कीर्तनम इज द बेस्ट चैंटिंग ऑफ द होली नेम ग्लोरीफाइंग द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड इफ वी चैंट द होली नेम विदाउट कमिटिंग एनी ऑफेंसेस वी कैन गेट द परफेक्शन ऑफ आवर साधना दैट इज डेवलपिंग लव ऑफ गॉड हेड सो इफ दैट इज आवर गोल to develop love of god not to gain some worldly name and fame some reputation some position out of performing some devotional activity then we are on the right track but if we get distracted and we take to the wrong path thinking out of my devotional activity let me get some position some power some reputation then we will lose everything then we are just a pretender we are faking ग्रंथाश्रीमद्भागवतम की जायल प्रभुपाद की जायंतोटि वैष्णवृंद की जाय थैंक यू वेरी मच प्लीज फॉर गिव मी एंड प्लीज करेक्ट मी इफ आई मिस फोक समथिंग एनी क्वेश्चन कमेंट्स Hare Krishna, Vishal Dandavat Pranam, all the best to Prabhupada. That's nice class. So I joined towards the end. Uh, I like that uh, if a facility is given and somebody doesn't use, the facility will be withdrawn. It is perfect. It's a so nice realization. I mean, uh, it is so sums up what we should do with our human body. It's so nice. 
it hit me so i wanted to reiterate thank you prabhu hmm. thank you prabhu hari krishna hari hari krishna prabhu you gave very nice class i enjoyed it uh, the point you make um, for from attachment to detachment it was very nicely explained hari krishna prabhu hari bol hari krishna bol thank you हरे कृष्ण प्रभु जी मदरा प्रणाम टू यू शेर प्रपात की जय गुरु महाराज की जय लाइक ऑल हैव सेड वंडरफुल क्लास एंड आई लाइक द समरी दैट यू गेव ऑफ द होल यू नो स्टोरी एंड योर समरी इज ऑलमोस्ट लाइक रीडिंग द परपोर्ट्स यू नो एंड यू वेंट थ्रू बिगनिंग टू द एंड एंड सो प्रभु जी वन मोर थिंग आई वांट टू आस्क यू इज लाइक व्हेन यू से दैट एसोसिएशन ऑफ डिवोटीज इज इंपॉर्टेंट राइट सो कैन यू emphasize like when we say association what is the important what is the actual meaning of association with devotees because um, generally now things have opened up with covid going down and you know well something else will come maybe in some material world with situations coming up but um, you know like we go to the temple on sundays we attend the bhagavad gita class the whole format you know we follow what shila prabhupada has given us uh, the sunday feast uh you know so um, and then generally uh, association in that case i feel is two ways like one is like we're hearing from the devotees just like you're giving a class and then the other way is like of course we meet devotees we find out how they're doing you know so if you can uh, emphasize because i'm i'm actually uh, thinking that it is such an important thing but uh, how can we get the definition of association from shastrik point of view if you can explain a little bit mm. thank you Okay. Very, very nice point. Actually, a very nice question here. Association. What does it really mean? Because we get the association at so many different places in so many different ways. We associate with our colleagues. Also, we associate with our friends, relatives, neighbors, devotees. What does association really mean? So, association is when we are trying to absorb the mood of somebody. that is really association if we are there in the vicinity of somebody but we are not really absorbing their mood <clears throat> or not really absorbing but the other person is saying that is not association so somebody uh, maybe very close to the guru who is sitting at the feet of the guru but he is not even paying attention to what guru is saying that is not really association physical proximity alone is not association otherwise a fly may be sitting at the feet of the guru when or is that fly really taking association of guru fly may be there to just lick the feet fly may go at the sit at the face of the guru also but for fly that is food right she is fly is just licking at the face or feet or whatever body part so physical proximity alone is not association association means when we are influenced by the mood of the other person going to the association of devotees means hearing from them learning from them trying to improve our own sadhana trying to get inspiration how i can improve and when we say do not associate with worldly people now the question come 
how not to associate i go to work how can i avoid that so again association is when we are influenced by their mood their feeling so we may be hearing from them we associate this as much needed without getting influenced by their thought process their emotion rather than giving taking their association you try to give your association so giving association means when you try to influence others with our thought process when we influence other with our mindset somebody may be talking about movies and other things or sports or politics whatever it if we are also getting influenced with what viewpoint they are presenting then we are taking their association but if you are there for just sitting there and not getting influenced with all these things we are not really taking the association but we can be there to influence them about our thought process tell them about krishna tell them about process of bhakti so not taking association but giving association mata ji does that summarize what yes, and you know like uh, whenever uh, devotees say this uh, you know uh, don't take their association mm-hmm. now this is this is not very easy because you know if you are among uh, non devotees and they are chit chatting and doing whatever you know then uh, our ears are still open to the conversation and we are like uh, even if you say something then you know they they say that oh yes i know you will say something uh, about krishna only or in reference to what you have heard or some classes that you are hearing you know you co- uh, you correlate that to the uh, the material world you are living because you know you're trying to keep your krishna conscious where we are trying to hear more and more about krishna so you know krishna is dwelling in us but with them it's not like that you know so they'll they'll like counteract with you saying so uh, is it good that we just leave the place i mean it's not like they committed any offense like you know we say if someone talks against vaishnava you just go away Mm-hmm. but i'm just saying that um, like uh, suppose some conversations uh, like you know war is going on ukraine so many other things are going on and they'll go on go on talking about it and there are some people obviously they are we are connected to them and uh, they are doing research on it and then some people will go into health uh, topics that this we have to do this we have to eat and you know this is this so so much they have to discuss uh, about you know they have their uh ipads open phone open so i'm just giving an example because i see that in my family you know so i tell them why waste so much time when to read bhagavad gita but it doesn't uh, you know uh, affect them so like in in a situation like this when we are around people my question is and they are engaged in this and you know we know that we are also taking in whatever they are involved in in their life so it is good to go away from them and just uh, you know what would you advise in a situation like that because a lot of us are in a situation where we all our family are not devotees and uh, you know we don't want to even offend them uh, because by showing some kind of irritation uh, because we told them and they're not listening now so mm. if you can practically uh, explain what would be the best thing without uh, you know showing any disrespect so yeah i mean this is a very practical question also which we see around us now how to deal in that situation is see if we can completely give up their association if you are in that situation that then best of luck but generally that doesn't happen that you will be completely able to give up your family uh, who are not practicing or who are not following 
the process of bhakti yet so we can maintain our relationship at the minimum level being in their association sitting there with them again but not getting influenced by their negative thought process and whenever and wherever possible trying to influence them with our thought process so for example you go to india you visit your family and friends so you go to meet them and uh, they are not at the same mindset where you are you are engaged in bhakti you are having your morning sadhana and other things which they are not following so it doesn't mean that you completely disconnect with them or cut down from them and start labeling them or oh, these are such fallen people i don't even want to see their face i don't want to even meet them so we have to maintain that relationship you meet them as a bare minimum level what they are doing sit with them talk to them and there are other situation also which happen let's say you go to you are invited to a birthday party or a marriage ceremony and we cannot just say okay i'm not going to come i'm completely disconnecting with everything and at the same time it does not mean that we completely get absorbed in those things so marriage marriage ceremony is going for 8 hours that whole program is there for the whole day we don't have to be there for the whole time we can just go visit them uh, greet them and uh, spend little time there and come back we don't have to completely get absorbed in that so there are ways how to handle that situation um practical things what we can do to maintain that relationship also and not influence or not affect our sadhana also so doing the bare minimum what is needed to maintain that relationship because see if we give up completely rejecting those people it also gives a negative impression towards that person he thinks that oh what this person thinks to himself now he think he has become a very advanced very great devotee and we are very fallen people then that person may become completely envious or enemical towards the process of bhakti so our goal is not to take that person away from krishna but slowly bring that person closer to krishna and in that process we may sometime have to go down at their level to slowly uplift them to slowly lift them not completely rejecting but just giving them a little 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 being along with them by their side to guide them yes prabhuji thank you so much uh, you know like uh, try uh, mentally being away but you know just minimum uh, thing so that way you know like uh, and find the best an opportunity to us uh, you know give whatever association we can give right so yes prabhuji especially a little bit hard in india right here we are kind kind of isolated you know we know that uh, everybody's on their own and you know we go to the temple but in india uh, yes this is uh, something we have to follow because uh, um yeah but it's really amazing uh, one thing really amazes me i just wanted to share this maybe you have something comment on this like you know when shila prabhupat came he started this movement here in the usa because guru maharaj told him to come here you know so uh, then uh, and i know that he had a desire that this movement should spread in india also very much but uh, uh, how did it start in india because i've not read the leela amrit fully so how did it kind of because 
this is something which you know was like uh, not happening originally everything started here only and there are so many of us who came into krishna consciousness because just see our parampara guru you know bhakti sanandan saraswati thakur maharaj he's like he had such a vision which he gave to uh, shri prapad and empowered him that then how did this kind of start uh, there because it is something to spread to the world and now i'm seeing in india like there are so many people you know who are uh, very nicely following i believe there is like so many temples coming up in delhi itself uh-huh. under um, gopal krishna maharaj you know things like that that uh, and in spite of the fact that we also hear that in india you know uh, they are westernizing they want to follow whatever is uh, uh, you know they think western whatever is happening is like posh good you know we have to uh, imitate that so but at the same time this is also growing so how did that spark go uh, and uh, if you can share some i just want to get some idea on this you know so i'm yeah. so happy about it actually i'm so happy that in india it's like that thank you prabhu ji hari krishna thank you hari krishna so actually yes uh, it started in western world uh, in such that krishna consciousness movement as it's gone it started in western world but that spark is already always there in india right in the people um the spark for devotional activity as part of the sanskriti even though people were looking towards the western world they were trying to become westernized but they are attracted to whatever is coming from the west so that's what the approach propa took because he was trying to preach in india and people were not taking it seriously so he said let me go to the west and preach to the western world and when the west will take to this process then looking at the western people the indian people will also accept जैसे होता है ना हम बोलते हैं कि जो इजिली एक्सेसिबल है वी डोंट गिव मच वैल्यू टू दैट वेन इंडिया पीपल वर थिंकिंग ये तो हमारा ही है वी नो कृष्णा वी नो ऑल अबाउट दिस सो पीपल वर टेकिंग इट कैजुअली नॉट टेकिंग इट सीरियसली सो प्रोपर प्रीच इन द वेस्टर्न वर्ल्ड एंड वेन ही टुक द डिवोटीज द वेस्टर्न डिवोटीज विद हिम टू इंडिया एंड वेन पीपल सॉ द वेस्टर्न पीपल टेकिंग टू दिस प्रोसेस दे आर वेरिंग धोती कुर्ता sadis and uh, engaging in kirtan and all that then they also got attracted and took to it seriously the proper went to vrindavan and proper what was proper statement that proper will look at these western people these are my white elephant and people will be attracted looking at these white elephant dancing and chanting on the streets so that was proper's vision and his uh, uh, approach towards spreading it in india Uh, just a brief uh, summary i'm describing so proper went to vrindavan he went to calcutta with all the western devotees he will engage pandal programs there and people will be very impressed seeing this western devotee chanting and singing and there was one mata ji who had memorized this brahma samhita and she was reciting the shlokas of brahma samhita on the stage and that was like something amazing for people to see that somebody from the western world they are learning sanskrit they are reciting the shlokas so people also got that spark that we should take to our tradition our culture seriously and once it one person takes it seriously it just multiplies manifold right it just spreads like a wildfire So in India now you see how much uh, spreading of 
Krishna consciousness is going on. As you said in Delhi, there are so many temples, about 15 temples. In Pune, there are so many temples coming up. I was um, hearing one lecture of uh, Radhesham Prabhu was describing there is a plan for I don't know how many 50 temples, 50 ISKCON centers in Pune in different different areas in next few years. So it's spreading like wildfire. There are so much of emphasis on doing Padyatra to different different villages because temples, if we see from the temple point of view, how many temples are really there in India? In India, there are so many cities, so many villages. We may not have temple in every city, in every village. Focus right now maybe on just some major, major big cities. But through the process of chanting, kirtan, uh, it can be spread everywhere, to every village and town. So that's where the focus is going now. Uh, in uh, Maharashtra and many other regions, they organize the Padhyatra, like going to every town and village, taking their Sankirtan party. So with that, it can spread everywhere. And I was uh, hearing that um, ISKCON desired for you. They celebrated their 20 year, 20 year anniversary at this Nityanandri Odishi. So 20 years, this ISKCON desiretry has been going on, which is giving the opportunity for people to hear from any part of the world. The next, the lectures, kirtans, and for last six, seven years, they have taken it to on the video platform also, at the TV level also, doing at the level of Hare Krishna TV. So all these activities are spreading like anything. Earlier, ISKCON means English lectures. Right, all programs in English. And then this part came up. Why only in English? Because in India, people may not be very receptive to English and we need to open up in other languages, especially in Hindi at least, which is the national language. So the focus came on Hindi, that we need to have lectures in Hindi, programs in Hindi. So if you see, six, seven years back, there are very little ISKCON lectures available in Hindi. But now, last six, seven years, there is so much material, Bhagavad Gita lecture, Bhagavatam lecture, and so many things are there available in Hindi now. So when we are understanding the need of people, the demand of people, and we are focusing on that, that helps to spread. So for any company, right, in any business also, when we understand the need or need of the market, and we act accordingly, then we can grow. So same way for ISKCON, understanding the need of people in India to take to this process. When we cater their, to their need, then they will accept that process. Earlier they were thinking, oh, this is movement for only Western people. It's all English, English, English for Western people only. Thank you so much, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much for all the answers. Hare Krishna, Matal. Thank you. Okay, so if no other question, we can end it here. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Bandhu Pranam. Very nice class. Thank you so much for sharing your realization. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Mataji. Thank you. Bandhu Thank you so much, Prabhuji, for the, such an in class. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you.